This is the Drive-In Podcast, Episode 23, Take 1. Hello and welcome to the 23rd episode of the Drive-In Podcast. Today we have The Checkup with Dr. O, breaking down the latest news in the movie industry. We have our review of the newest Netflix original, Malcolm and Marie. And we have our top billing draft of our favorite Netflix originals and much, much more. So buckle up and get set for the 23rd episode of the Drive-In Podcast. Good afternoon, gentlemen. It is Super Bowl Sunday. Are you guys ready to watch some football and then be upset because then it's not coming back for another year? Right. It's the happiest day of the year, but then when it hits nine o'clock, it becomes the saddest night of the year, right? Mm -hmm. You have this whole season, a season we didn't even know we were going to get, right? And then we have a showdown now with Mahomes and Brady. Um, I can't wait to watch the game, but I know I'm just going to go into a deep, deep deep depression afterwards Mm -hmm. and then uh basically just waiting for adam schefter every waking day for his updates on the upcoming season but i'm pumped for the game let's go mahomes let's go chiefs what do you think flex have you guys seen any buzz around commercials i feel like because Super Bowl commercials are supposed to be like, oh, you can't leave the room oh, at I've all. I've seen some buzz. There's been some buzz. There's buzz. only been I, – I, I know I sent you one with the Tom Brady T-Mobile commercial. Mm-hmm. Besides that, like, no one's really hyped up about Super Bowl commercials anymore. I feel like that used to be like the big thing, especially the people that don't watch the game. Watch it because of the commercials. I don't feel like anyone does that anymore. Dude, did you see the preview of the Travolta commercial that's coming out? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With him dancing, that. like doing the grease moves, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's back in the gym. During 1977, 1978. Oh, he's doing like finger guns to the side. <laughs> and then he's going hand over the head, shaking the hips. But he is, he's at, he still got it. And I think, I think who is the, uh, who's the cook? Who's the, the, uh, what's her face? It's uh, the reality TV cook. Forgot her name. Rachel. Uh, Not Rachel Ray. Somebody else. It's the one that went to jail. Who's the one that went Stewart. to jail? Martha yeah. Stewart. Martha Stewart. It's like, oh, still she's got so it. cool. Yeah, Martha Stewart, low-key, very, very cool. But yeah. so is Travolta, obviously. She's loaded, uh, too. She's so much It's fun. like for a Scott's Turf All commercial or something. Ooh, you. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm excited. I, I also heard, of, speaking of commercials, Budweiser's not doing a commercial for the first <gasps> time. What? Uh, dude. Yeah, they're, they're not doing a commercial for the first oh time. Oh, my ever. God. Dude, I count on them to rip out my heart every year. Like with an yeah. absolute heartbreaking well, but also heartwarming commercial with a horse in it somehow. Yeah, the Clydesdales. <laughs> Now, oh they're, my God. Yeah, now they're ripping out your heart by not having one. So sorry to disappoint you there. How dare they? They continue. Yeah, I can't, I re- there was an article about it. I didn't get to read it in entirety, but there's a reason why they're not doing it. But that's interesting. Uh, wow. I'm a little scared. This is going to be the first time I watched the Super Bowl with my parents in about five, six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have, you know, five different Super Bowl squares. I have bets placed on the national anthem and how long it's going to take, whether or not the coin tosses, heads or tails, uh, the highest scoring quarter, you know, total yards for Patrick all the props, all these ridiculous props. And I'm going to be screaming at the TV, like with these bets. And my parents are gonna be like, did we raise a degenerate gambler? (laughs) Respond. Maybe. Dude, who's singing the national anthem? The duo. 
It's it's, it's two people. I okay. Know, are are I they think. including the poem that's coming before it? There's a poem. <laughs> yeah, there's a poem. There's, they're making a big deal about this poem that's going to be read. Uh, I think it's related to. I don't even know what's related to, but I think it's about race or something like that. But yeah. they, they previewed it, so mm-hmm. I'm like, do they? Is there a prop on that as well? <laughs> Which would be kind of messed up, I think. I don't but, know. I, I, I doubt it. And but. just to go to the back to the Budweiser, I just looked it up. Uh, they're doing the Clydesdales will be in a Super Bowl commercial though. They're going to be um, in a Sam Adams spoof of it. And it's going to be in two different cities in the commercial. But Budweiser is not doing one. Why are they? Why? Did you figure out why? Not okay. So that I haven't figured out yet. Huh. Very interesting. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to miss them for sure. But I'm sure there'll be funny stuff. Oh, and trailers too. Maybe some trailers. Uh, oh, yeah. Disney oh, that's, has that's up true. the wazoo and trailers. We're going to Falcon Winter game. Soldier probably. Maybe yeah. Eternals. Can we, can we get Eternals maybe? Maybe it's too far out. I don't did, know. Did they do WandaVision last year at the Super Bowl? I think they did, yeah. I think they had all. Like dude, wasn't there a bunch of mini trailers? I, I feel like it was like a montage. Type yeah, thing. you're right. You're right. It was just mm-hmm. a Disney Plus one. Yeah, so mm-hmm. definitely look out for that uh, at the Super Bowl. Um, all right. Well, I think uh, I think it's time to to move forward and uh, talk about movies now. Uh, so I'm going to throw it over to Doctor O for the latest movie news in the industry. It's time for the checkup with Doctor O. Doctor O, check us up. Let's check the audience up. So we have a few stories this week. Nothing too major. One absolutely must. Uh, it's a must talk topic, right? It's going to be a much. Uh, it's already being discussed a lot following uh, Friday's passing of Hollywood icon Christopher Plummer, who passed away at the age of 91. Uh, Christopher Plummer is an Oscar winner known for his roles in The Sound of Music, Beginners, where he won an Oscar. He's the oldest uh, Oscar winner at the age of 82. He was a uh, support. He had a supporting role in Knives Out and and all the money in the world. Uh, Flicks. What are your thoughts on this iconic figure and a true Hollywood gentleman? What are your thoughts on his passing? Yeah, true. Truly sad and another icon lost. He man, he has had such a long career and he's been doing it for. Uh, he's been doing it even to his late eighties. And we saw Knives Out uh, just. Uh, 2019 so two years ago now which is crazy seems like it was just yesterday but he was just pure class he was always we know him younger generations as the old guy that's just a pure gentleman rich in every single movie and just like a good a solid actor that's true but but back in the day this guy was a stud and sound of music like he pure stud so i know we kind of missed out on his true prime and we're accustomed to him now but Still, pure gentleman will be missed. Was it his? Did we miss his true prime? Because he was like amazing from eighty years old and on. But and he was—he won his Oscar. Like honestly, I don't even know what yeah. he was in. Like I'm speaking like truthfully, like Sound of Music, and then we have like this like three three or four decade period, and all of a sudden he's absolutely tearing yeah. it up. Eighty. You're, plus you're probably right. Crazy. Yeah. No, because he won his Oscar in 2009, 2010. Um. So beginners. Yeah. Yeah. With, so you uh, and McGregor. Right. So you might be right there. I might I might be wrong. I guess what I'm trying to say is it's not like a J.K. Simmons where when he was young, he wasn't in the limelight. Like Christopher Palmer has always been in the limelight. And he's Sound never like, music, st- yeah, he's never stirred away from it. And in a positive way, he's always stayed in the limelight. I should, I should clarify. What do you think, Nez? Uh, what do you think about Christopher Palmer's passing? Definitely, definitely saddened uh, to hear uh, about it. It's really bad. I mean, I, I just feel like we're losing icons left and right. 
during COVID, not even due to COVID, but just like during this time, people are just, are, you know, big time people are, are passing away and it's really tough. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a tough year and, uh, you know, it just keeps on, keeps on happening. So it's really sad, but, uh, RIP to a legend and a, uh, you know, a great career. Mm-hmm. RIP to a legend. And, uh, I know some of the blogs I write are casting movies that are eventually going to happen. Like, for example, I wrote a blog on the, uh, casting of the 2020 election, like who would play who he was my automatic. Okay. He's going to eventually play Joe Biden. You know, he was always like, I'm going to be that guy eventually. But uh, I didn't almost I didn't realize he was over 90. I thought he was like pushing late 80s. I had no idea. But uh, amazing life fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Moving on with the checkup. We have some Snyder Cut news. Okay, we're approaching its release on March 18th. I believe we're 39 days away. I'm not counting, but (laughs) I am. Yes, 39. The film has got an official R rating. Uh, so we got a bunch of other tidbits here. It's got its R rating. We have an image of Joker that was teased of Jared Leto in the role by Zack Snyder uh, through Vero and his like special social media app that he uses. And then Twitter, along with that, Martian Manhunter is confirmed to be completely motion capture in the film. Um, Nez, any of these small tidbits stand out to you? Yeah. Martian Manhunter being completely motion capture. Mm. Also, Jared Leto, is he going to be involved here? Oh, yeah. He, he oh. shot, he, he was part of the reshoots. Oh, wow. Have you seen Redemption? the picture? Redemption time? Yeah, did I could be. Have you seen the picture? No, I'm looking out? it up right now. Dude, he, I thought it was Joaquin Phoenix. I, I oh, thought it did it, look like him. It looked, it, it's, not, it's obviously not him. Yeah, with the hair, the hair. And then, it, like, and you say the face paint, and it's got the black and white. It's got that gritty feel to it. It just felt like Joker, like the movie Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, but Leto, I think he only shot four minutes of uh, additional sequences for the movie. I just, am, I'm excited to have him on the screen and share it with Batfleck, right? We kind of had it in Suicide Squad, not really, but this is like what we were anticipating to see back when Suicide Squad was uh, released. And then we had the announcement of Jared Leto as Joker. I'm glad that he has a potential to redeem himself at least a little bit. A lot of fans are kind of set in their ways thinking this guy was trash, but we also forget this guy's an Oscar winner. He's a stud. Uh, he didn't get, I don't think he got uh, his due in this uh, in Suicide Squad. So I'm excited to have him here. And then, uh, I mean, it's all fan service, baby. I'm just pumped that we have him. What do you think, Flicks? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I have much more to say after that, honestly. I think you covered it. It's just fan service and social media is going crazy. We're waiting for a trailer. There's been rumors of one today, even today on Sun, Super Bowl Sunday, but I don't know if that's going to come to fruition. Uh, but we should be getting one soon, a full feature trailer, only 39 days away, as we mentioned. So looking forward to more buzz around it. But honestly, like with all the social media presence with this, I kind of just need it to happen so I don't lose my mind. True. And then we got to we got to talk about the R rating. What do we think about the R rating? Nez, any thoughts there? Um, sick. I mean, like I said, aside from Birds of Prey, um, every R rated superhero movie or comic book movie that's come out has been very, very good. So, uh, you know, I'm definitely interested. Now, hold on, just just to backtrack here because I just I found the picture and I found the tweet. Yep. Um. It's the blurry. It's a blurry picture where he's holding the thing. But the tweet that I saw, it says, "Amazing character you created. Honored to have our worlds collide." Mm-hmm. And he and he tagged Jared Leto and David Ayer. Right. So, so he, what is going on? 
so he's basically taking the character that Air created and then bringing him into his movie. But it looks like he but it's has not a totally like, different look. Like he just has a different so look. It's, oh, I'm so confused. So it's is is it's not Joaquin Phoenix, but it's his character. No, no, it's still it's all Leto still, but it just looked like Joaquin, like his yeah. his rendition of the character. But obviously, we can't see his full face. It's in black and white, he, and he has long hair. I was just like, this is like unlike what we saw in Suicide Squad. And then yeah, I'm... maybe it's like uh, Snyder is looking at Air's character, keeping the core of it, but also making it more appealing to fans. That's what it looks like. It's ha- what's happening here. What do you think, Flex? No, yeah, exactly. Fan service and what you just said. Yeah, and if you have a chance to have Joker in your in a DC movie, you got to right. And if you have that opportunity, so I, I'm fully on board, no matter what I think but, of his performance in Suicide Squad. To be honest, I so I agree with you that it's similar to like Spider Man. You got to have Green Goblin incorporated in the series, no, no, no matter what, somehow. And we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but going back to this, if they mess this up again with the Joker, Jared Leto Joker, within this universe then I think it is time to put it away for a bit. I yeah, think I think, that... I think it's, just, it's just a last, like a last shot. It's a last callback to the character. And it's like offering the okay. as yes. we're talking about that, that bit of redemption for Leto. And hopefully he's portrayed in like a more likable um, perspective okay. this time. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I guess what I was thinking, like it was Pattinson's universe, how like people were asking for Joker there and like the Joaquin Joker to somehow get to there or on that earth too. But I don't know if this goes poorly. I kind of just would rather see no Joker in that universe on that earth. Right. You know what I mean? Interesting. Uh, just like, I also, we also, t- tough. Prepa- we also have to prepare a tweet where Batman drops the F bomb. And then we have the Leo DiCaprio once upon a time in Hollywood pointing at the TV and snapping. We got to have mm-hmm. that. Cause you know, there might be only like one F bomb and we just got to have that ready to go. March 18th when this movie comes out. <laughs> All right. Flex baby. So moving on to more superhero news, nothing, nothing new with the checkup. We just always do superhero news. It seems like it's what dominates, right, with social media. But we have some Spider-Man 3 news. Ricky Flick's most anticipated movie of 2021, Pander Pander. But no. Willem Dafoe is spotted on set back in December, according to the geeks worldwide. I'm, not, I'm taking this with a grain of salt. I'm not guaranteeing anything. But are we, are we surprised by this news? No. Andrew Garfield was also reportedly seen near the set as well. Flicks, are these appearances in the movie anything more than glorified cameos? What do you think? I think that you can't have them, like all, all of these characters have a significant part of the movie. It's not like an Avengers Endgame or Infinity War. Uh, I feel like this is like, this is Tom Holland's movie. They're going to focus on him and the, that this, like Zendaya, like these characters that we know in this uh, franchise, the newest franchise. So I think it would be callbacks but not necessarily just full-fledged act, uh, full-fledged roles. I think more cameos. Just yeah. not enough time. It's not an Avengers movie, you know? So many characters. And you don't know what's true and what's not. And then you have Tom Holland coming forward this week saying this is the most ambitious solo superhero movie that's ever been made, which almost mm-hmm. confirms like how far they're going with the multiverse. But I actually heard something very interesting about the potential plot for this movie. Um, and it makes sense. So obviously the world right now thinks that Spider-Man murdered Mysterio. Right. That's what they're kind of portraying going from far from home to this third Spider-Man movie. And they're saying Dr. Strange is going to assist Tom Holland, his uh, his Peter Parker, in going back almost in time to uh, and going back in time to kind of prove his innocence. And then by going back in time, he kind of enters the multiverse. I think that'd be a a great way to have all these characters incorporated somehow. But um, 
I'm fascinated by it. I just want I I want some confirmation from Spider-Man three. You know, give me a trailer or something so I know like who I can count on potentially for being in this, or just maybe I'll just have to lay off social media a little bit and just yeah. I think you'll have to do that because we still have this movie. We have eight months, ten months to go. It's coming out Christmas. Uh We still have a long way, and this is just the start. We haven't even heard any Benedict Cumberbatch rumors on set yet, and Mm -hmm. he's he's. They have said that Multiverse of Madness has an effect on this movie. So you've got to be sure that he's going to make an appearance on this set too. Yeah. Naz, you pump for us a Willem Dafoe, Green Goblin. Love Willem Dafoe as an actor. Uh, and, uh, you know, of course as the Green Goblin. So seeing him revisit this role will be definitely be interesting. I'm just wondering if they can make it work. I don't know how the heck they're going to do this, but I mean, I, I do have some confidence in them, but at the same time, I'm like, how are you going to pull this off? How are you going right. to get all these all these people and you know in one movie and 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 make it work? Um, that being said, I think it'll be a good movie. It seems like it'll be cool. Uh, it's just really weird that they're you know not only incorporating past Spider-Man movies, but also they're going to be you know mixing with Doctor Strange, the MCU, and stuff like that. So it, it, a lot it, of it's weird. Over. A lot of a lot of crossing paths, and and I'm just interested in how this is going to go. When Tobey yeah. Maguire is confirmed in this movie, the internet will freak mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just that, like that, the Snyder Cut news, like I think this will be bigger. The Tobey Maguire heard, coming back. I heard Andrew Garfield was confirmed by a DoorDash guy. Like he, they were on the set in, the, in <laughs> wow. Atlanta, and a DoorDash a guy. Oh, it could be a picture too. But I, I read something. I saw like, a picture too. I delivered something. Goes like, "Yo, he's in, a, in Atlanta, like a block away from the set, and stuff like that." Yeah, but, and uh, I thought that's just a hilarious way. This is like what we count on as news now. Yeah, and you hear in the news of him getting fitted for costume designs and stuff like that. Like that's what we're counting on right now for news. So, so much hype around this movie, most <laughs> so anticipated. Stupid. That this is what uh, this is what our show is. Our, the checkup is based on, to be honest. But that's why it's the most anticipated movie in twenty twenty one. But also, if we, I don't want to do any spoilers for Wanda, like Wandavision. We have the multiverse already being explored after the Ooh. last episode. No, uh, no further spoiler there. But if you haven't seen Wandavision, you have to check it out. It just it's heating up very much so right now. It it's like it's you might have called the first four episodes boring. No longer boring, baby. Hmm. This back half of the season is gonna be cray. Okay. Nez, you're gonna love this next bit of news under the checkup. So we have this is something fun. So the, we have a Uno movie in the works with little Yachty in talks to stop. <laughs> The movie is supposedly a comedic action adventure based on the family card game, and it's also being described as a hip hop heist movie. So, Nez, you actually interviewed Lil Yachty back in the day, I right? When you, when you started, you started to get into this business, right? right. Shout out one hundred seven seven WFCS New Britain Hartford the Edge. Oh what yeah, are your thoughts on the on Lil Yachty's major big screen debut. Um, I mean, listen, that's my guy, right? You know, I, I met him back in the day. I did, uh, I did interview him um, after the spring concert, which was probably the highlight of my career so far. Um, you know, that being said, it, so this isn't based on Uno, like the card game. Yeah, like Mattel, the game. How do you make a movie about reversed. that? I don't understand. What? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Like, they, you thought they would have learned, like, from these. I mean, I was going to say, like, Battleship, I think. Is that Mattel, too? Is, is that Mattel? I don't know. My um, toys. That's yeah. so, that's so interesting that they're doing it of, of all games. Like you could do mm-hmm. so many other games, but um, I'm. It, it sounds like it'll be like a fun like family movie, right? That the whole family can get together and watch, and it'll be a little interesting and 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 you know action and adventure, but like with a like a little bit of hip hop thrown in there. Like why not? I mean, Yachty's a star. 
Uh, he's got an ever expanding, you know, wealth of opportunities that he's seen uh, over the years. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm very excited. Also, fun fact, um, the, I interviewed Lil Yachty the day after he was supposed to perform at Fire Festival. So that was like oh. uh, really, really good timing. That was like my first question. I was like, so what happened with Fire Festival? So that was that was one of the most that was very interesting. That, wow. that's, a, that's a little tease for top billing today with the uh, no teasing picks. Mm. With the Netflix no teasing picks. picks. Yep. Nope. No teasing picks, but it's a nice Bye. tease. Yeah. It's a, ni- it's a nice tease. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's interesting. And did, when you interviewed Yachty, did he, was this pre pink beads in the hair? No, he had, well, he had red beads in his hair. Red beads. What about, no, he had red hair, I think, yeah. and white beads. Okay. That might have been it too. All right. I remember seeing, I, those are wild when we were getting, um, snapchats of you with little yadney for yeah. like, what is happening right that now? that was crazy that was crazy yeah so. i should not have drank in so much before the spring concert because i was a little intoxicated when i ended up talking to him but you probably had to get the nerves out a little bit you must be like yeah you definitely want, you know yeah exactly yeah. exactly that's a crazy that's a crazy put it on the resume kid do you put that on your resume like uh like when you got when you were just applying for jobs i never like i never did there? but that's a good uh, yeah i should have said that I should have. <laughs> I mean, that would like if you have someone like younger well, interviewing you, like they see that you interviewed Little Yachty, they're like, "What the hell?" <laughs> right. Well, so so actually, like when I was going into a couple of like my jobs in the past couple of years, and and like you're doing like groundbreak or, or uh, icebreakers or whatever, uh, my thing is it's like two truths and a lie, or tell us a fun fact about yourself. My go-to is always, "Oh, I interviewed Little Yachty." Like, yeah. because it's that, like, you know, it's, it's, that's, not, it's, it's that's, you'll have that in your back pocket for the rest of your days. Yeah, you go exactly. to any type of like, as long as he's relevant, yeah. like, oh, you need two, two, like two truths and a lie. And like, you just pull something. Yeah. The only thing though, like I, my, my brother's got me beat. My brother who, who's a friend of the pod, he's been on the podcast before. Hey, yo. He, yeah, uh, he interviewed Tony Hawk. That's oh wow! Insane. Yeah, and I'm like, so I remember oh, talking I, about it with my friends uh, at the resort. Like Tony Hawk did like a camp. Uh, I can't remember the name of what it's called. Camp something. Mm-hmm. Um, like they launched like a skate park there or whatever, and they did like a big event. And my brother got to interview him on uh, his podcast, which is "This Job Sucks." It's a travel agent podcast. Um, and yeah, I, I was just saying to my friends, I was like, "Dang!" Like I thought I was cool. I interviewed Lil Yachty, but. He's definitely got me beat with Tony Hawk. <laughs> Sadly. Like the coolest guy of all he's time. The Jordan of like extreme sports. Yeah, yeah, he's the man. Great video so, game. That's it, it's tough, but like I'm I'm happy for him. I'm proud of him. So that's it's great. <laughs> so we'll do a little quick uh thermometer predictor here. I'm going Uno movie three <laughs> percent. Yeah, it's gotta be in like the twenties. Eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. I'm going three. Three. Uh yeah. okay. So that does it for this week's checkup. Right, I'm gonna send it over uh, to Nez, and we are going to review Netflix's new uh, production, Malcolm Emery. All right, thank you, Doctor O. This week's review is of Malcolm Emery, the latest Netflix original movie. It came out last week, uh, or it came out on Friday, just in time for Valentine's Day. Um, and wow, I was expecting a way more romantic movie than this and it it is quite intense uh essentially it's about a filmmaker and his uh is they're not married are they no No. his girlfriend and they come back from uh his movie premiere uh they're waiting for reviews um but basically their entire relationship is unraveling through intense intense dialogue throughout the entire movie it's all set in uh their house uh and basically um you know they're just 
it, they're just going back and forth the entire movie. It feels as a very play-like feel where it's all dialogue. Um, and, you know, they're just constantly talking uh, about different things and, and kind of, div- and, you know, you're learning more and more about the relationship as it unfolds. Uh, that being said, uh, I guess just to start with my review, it's not what I was expecting. I thought it to be, I thought it was going to be a little bit more heartbreaking or a little bit more like loving in general. Um, but in, instead it was just like intense dialogue the entire time where they're just kind of deconstructing their relationship and going and like getting really intense with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it wasn't what I was expecting, but it was, I, I definitely uh, enjoyed it for what it was, but uh, I guess I'll just throw it over to you guys. How, how do you feel about this? I, I felt it was exhausting. It was just, it was only an hour 46 runtime. But after 30 minutes, I was like done with it. Like I was just like, holy crap, this is so intense. And it's all dialogue, all all these huge, long, lengthy monologues, which is which was impressive just to watch these actors go at it. Right. And also their patience with one another. There were so many monologues that were five minutes plus of just one person talking, the other one just sitting there like looking at them. I felt like that was just impressive to stay in character for that long without talking. But it was just exhausting to hear their arguments and I guess that's the point, but I just felt like it was so it was so long, but it wasn't a long movie. You know what I mean? Right. And the, uh, I, honestly, I wrote my spoiler-free review yesterday for it. The word I used to describe this movie was exactly exhausting. It was exhausting for the audience, and then like when you're looking at the performances from Zendaya and John David Washington, you thought they were exhausted too, mm-hmm. right? Just like their relationship was exhausted, but. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're looking at it, they shot this movie in 14 days. Can you imagine like having these monologues? And then like, obviously this was shot in secret under strict COVID protocol. What, right in the beginning of the pandemic, it was like of the major shutdown, I should say Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. uh, April, I believe. So I can't imagine had like the strenuous work ethic that they had to go through for this movie. Um, I thought the performances were phenomenal. Okay. Mm -hmm. Even though you have these lengthy monologues, it might draw the audience out of it. I still think the performances were world-class. It was an absolute showcase for two of the um, most talented young black actors going in Hollywood today, arguably the two most popular too. And I was really, uh, I was infatuated by Zendaya's performance. I thought she was awesome. I thought she was great. Yeah. She had a, she had, she's, I think for me, lock for an Oscar nomination, I think those her she had two I what we call Oscar moments. One, the authenticity scene with the knife. It's definitely going to be the one that you play back on YouTube. Looking oh, yeah. back at it, if she is to win, they're going to look at that. That moment. was I thought that uh, that was a crazy. That was chilling, nutty. very was chilling, nutty. dude. I I it, that was like the one moment you felt suspense. You felt like this relationship could go. This toxic relationship could tip over into a violent. Um, the scene. movie got interesting at that point. I felt exactly like, like that was like the the one scene I felt like, oh, we're some, something's happening here. Let's, kept, you, kept you on your toes for sure. And mm-hmm. then her final mi- monologue at the end on the theme of gratitude with from a loved one, showing that you appreciate. I thought that monologue was spectacular. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll let you guys go into your thoughts on the performances, but I just want to say Zendaya, she is incredible. Yeah, she, yeah, she was great. I, I I think John David Washington was good. I. I think what you're just saying with all these different segments of the movies like of the movie, it felt like a bunch of 30 minute short movies combined into one with all the different themes. Like at one moment at the end, the last 30 minutes is about gratitude. And before that there's a 30 minutes about authenticity. And then there's a 30 minutes on what like the modern film critic critics do with black uh, 
uh, black directors and people in the, mm-hmm. in the film industry. So it was just like a bunch of short films into one and all right. around like this relationship. And I personally didn't love the setup. I, I personally didn't love this movie, but I did appreciate the performances and just how impressive it was. Like Dr. O you were just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I kind of agree. I didn't love this movie. Um, I do appreciate it for what it was. I don't think it has a lot of rewatchability. I don't think I would go back and go and sit through that all again. Uh, but Never. I will say, you know, there's a couple things that I like and a couple things I don't like about this movie. So I'll start with the things that I do like the acting. Of course, I know we've already touched on that. Uh, it's spectacular. The dialogue and the monologues are very, very good. Um, but at some point there was, it was like, this does not seem like a realistic dialogue. Like nobody, yes. nobody argues with like, a toxic Such, relationship like, where no one, inter- no one interrupts each other. Yeah. Like, what? How? Like, <laughs> makes no sense. Talking when, and nobody talking person. And they speak so eloquently when they're, when they're, when they're. <laughs> oh, well, to, you know? to go to that, like, I just felt like they were speaking so eloquently when they were at their, their heightened madness, uh, like anger. And mm-hmm. I felt like it was just the, the writer, Sam Levinson, or Levin, Levinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just like, it felt like you were reading the script and not watching a movie. Mm-hmm. It felt like it was just like an ode to himself, similar to like what De- uh, John David Washington's character is, similar to like how he wants the hundred percent of the credit. It felt like through mm-hmm. this movie, he's like, "Look at my script, look how good this is," and I just didn't like that at all. I totally agree with you. That's too mm-hmm. elegant, especially at their heightened anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, another thing I liked about this was the cinematography. I thought that it created a beautiful picture. Uh, the house that they picked was beautiful, and just the way that they framed their shots from outside or inside, uh, the lighting, even though it's in black and white, is very apparent uh, in a lot of the shots. Uh, and a lot of the outdoor shots I thought were very cool, uh, even though I was a little frustrated when I saw uh, John David Washington running outside and he's trying to be frustrated and he's trying to. That was stuff. bad. There's like, there's like mm-hmm. nothing there, so that was kind of weird. That that took me out of it for a second. Yeah, that's why um, I didn't say he was great. Just like there was a la- couple of those scenes. Yeah, yeah. And the last thing is the music in. This movie is dynamite. I, I had to, I had to, I had to Shazam a couple of those for my playlist. I was like, Damn, Labyrinth, I'm right? feeling, I'm feeling Outcast at the end with CEO. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, I already have that Outcast. You know, James what? Brown. Uh, I'm obsessed with Outcast. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the James Brown at the beginning. Oh yeah, all of and them. And then the Get Rid great of Him. Great dancing, by the way, by J- JDW. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, oh, the yeah. Get Rid of Him song. Um, I don't know who. Um, but that was like, I was like uncomfortable i think that was the point of the songs and that's why she went singing. out there and played it I think. yeah i was just like mm-hmm. wow that's actually a powerful scene right very but obvious I, but i wanted to talk about the camera work though because you brought that up before you brought up the music i think it was phenomenal like i thought it was really mm-hmm. good i think the mm-hmm. black and white was actually perfect because you literally it's you got two characters pitted against one another black and white and they don't see they don't have an understanding of one another. So mm-hmm. I thought that was actually perfect. And then we also had like a grainy type of feel to it for a lot of the scenes, even with mm-hmm. the lights in the beginning coming in Zendaya's face where like, she's facing a very powerful shot. She's actually, the camera work is her like laying upside down almost. And it's yeah. down her eye. Mm-hmm. And then there's the solo shots. Like, like the graininess is like way I was looking at it. You felt like this was like a toxic relationship before they said a word. Like they mm. step into like the house and you're like, okay, they've been through some crap. Like yeah. this, this relationship has. And, um, and then what was I going to talk about the solo shots that I brought up earlier Zendaya alone in the bed, right? You get that set, that feeling of loneliness that she's mm-hmm. not supported. I feel like those camera shots were phenomenal. So 
what this movie like the downfall of it is the repetition that we've kind of been talking mm-hmm. about over and over again you had a scenario where you basically know you know like they're going to take a break for five minutes of fighting they're going to go one person's going to stay in the house Have a drink going to go outside drink. then they're going to flip positions five minutes and then okay let's go back to fighting now it's uh zendaya's turn there one person goes outside okay now it's time for john david washington mm-hmm. it was exhausting but those two those aspects you brought up now i actually really love those Right, right. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that those three elements, the acting, the cinematography, and the music are great in this movie. Uh, but let me move to my cons list because uh, there, obviously there, I do have some issues with this movie. Mm-hmm. And I would just say the overwhelming amount of intense dialogue. I mean, I know it's supposed to have that play feel. And I've seen several plays like this where it's just two people you know, talking it out. Uh, but it, it, it's a lot. And you know, just like you guys said, it's exhausting and it's frustrating. Um, now to turn a con into a pro here, um, I think, you know, the best movies are good movies. They make you feel something and they kind of put you in the situation and the situation that these people are in are a very frustrating and toxic relationship. So the fact that it kind of rubs off on, on the audience, whether you think it's a good movie or not, uh, it definitely makes sense because they are frustrated and they are exhausted with each other. And here we are witnessing it. And then we're then like taking on this load and kind of like putting ourselves in this, like, you know, investing in this relationship that they have where they're just like, just like both. They just go at each other so hard. Like one person goes and then the other person, I, I don't know. It's just like, it's, and then, and then like the, the thing is about this movie is I, they would, they would like start to make up and I'd be like, Oh, okay. Like, cool. And then I'd look, and I'd be like, oh, wait, there's 45 minutes left in this movie. And then yeah. boom, here comes another problem. We have three more arguments on the board. And it's like it's just it's a like, circle. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, crap. Okay. So um, they said it's not a love story and it's a story about love. So I guess it's just like, you know, regular everyday life or, uh, or not everyday life, but just the way that, you know, couples can interact sometimes where, um, you know, you, you know, these things do come up and, and, it, and it's, you know, it's not like, I guess you know, love itself or relationships themselves aren't, aren't always like they're depicted in the movies where it's like happily ever after everything, you know, works out and like everything's beautiful and amazing. Like this kind of depicts love in a very gritty fashion where, yeah. you know, these people are clearly very into each other, but uh, damn, do they, do they go at each other and they argue and they have disagreements. So mm-hmm. I just thought it was very interesting, but all in all, yes, I do agree that it was a frustrating movie to watch in terms of, you know, everything would be good. And then John David Washington or Zendaya would pick a new thing to just get angry about. And then boom, like they're back into like, you know, arguing and hating each other. So uh, that was frustrating to watch, but Mm -hmm. I I guess they're they're trying to ground the movie in in some sort of realism. And then you, you know, what's also frustrating is that like they're making up and then like you think, I mean, honestly, like, like people are watching this movie, like when they're thinking, when's the sex scene coming? Right. Like, like people are thinking that. And then like you have John David Washington taking abs, like taking a chomp out of her behind. I'm just like, OK, like this is getting intense. And then like she'll just pull it away. But yeah, it was, yeah. Then they'll just pull it away at the last second every time. Right. So uh, yeah. it's just uh, I like for people that are like younger audience that like want to see Zendaya and they want to see John David Washington. And that aspect is pretty frustrating for them, because when you see like Malcolm and Marie two person movie about a relationship, people are expecting that type of scene. I'm just t- I'm just telling that telling you how, how it is no really? there were several they kind of led led on to it and i think that was part of the storytelling it's like oh okay like oh yeah. they're about to get it on and then 
out of nowhere, bam, here comes another issue. And it's right. like, yeah. okay, well, I guess like you, like, I was expecting it was like, like a transition. It was used as like a transition to a different argument. Like, right. because say, there's like, three distinct times, like the one in the beginning, making the mac and cheese, the one on the floor, and then the one in the bedroom at the end. All three, he was trying to, they were trying to like get started, but then it would just turn into an argument. You needed to give the audience a break. Yeah. Like, have a break. Yeah. They're arguing every five minutes. They'll take a break. Then they do this. Like have some type of interlude where Just you something. don't have to be suffocated by discussion. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. the, di- the dialogue was so sharp and it just, I agree that you just needed a break and they tried to do that with the songs or him walking around the field, angry, and very awkward right. punches in the air. But it just wasn't ever there, that nice, clean break. And I think that was a big letdown in the movie, even, even though uh, the director and writer might say otherwise, like that's the point. Uh, for me, it's just, it just was really drawn out and very repetitive. Yep. But another thing I just wanted to say is that this movie isn't necessarily doing very well critically. Uh, it's not doing poorly, but it's not doing great. I think it has around like a 50 or something on Rotten Tomatoes. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong there. And do you th- guys think it's because maybe there's like a theme here with John David Washington, one of his monologues that he attacks film criticisms and like the LA Times? Like, yeah, it's, it's definitely the exhaustive, repetitive aspect we're talking about. Like, but do you not see like, because like, you, you know, like film critics, sometimes they might like get, I only read, I, I haven't really read they're any bashing of them. them. I haven't really read any of the uh, like reviews except when I Googled the movie, like the first few lines, but like, I don't know. Like I feel like sometimes film critics are kind of sensitive, so they might take offense to that. It's almost like the baseball hall of fame where they take yes. offense, you know, exactly. Like writers, vote people for the hall of fame. Therefore they're not going to give them a good review. Right. So I, I guess it is a little risky that they had that element of the movie. Cause it did take up like 25 minutes of him yeah. just ranting about, uh, how film critics are wrong and they are mis- they misunderstand the creative uh, sequences from these people. So yeah. it's like, I, honestly, it could be, but I think it was the repetitive aspect that people were just. Mm-hmm. I did, yeah, I agree. I just think it had to be in the back of their minds, like saying like, all right, I'm going to review this Sam Levinson movie who just bashed critics basically. Like, I don't like, I might take that into effect in my last paragraph in my review or something. Yeah. Yeah. Let me throw out some scores or what? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go around the table. Um, I, I guess I'll start. Okay. I'm gonna go with a. Uh, I'm gonna go with a seventy. Actually, um, you know, there's a, like I said for me, I'm a pre- pretty easy to please. If you have good acting, good cinematography, and good music in a movie, uh, that that's always I'm always going to enjoy that. Uh, I like the dialogue. Uh, I like how the movie makes you feel something i think that's an element that's an element of movies that are that's very important but that being said i wouldn't put it you know in the 80s or 90s because it's not like a movie that i'm going to rewatch, uh and and it is a little bit of a frustrating watch so uh it gets a c minus in in my book 70 okay i i I, i'm gonna go with a 60 a 60 i feel like i appreciate the acting the cinematography like you guys said i liked and the music was great i thought but like we've been saying nonstop, just like this movie, exhausting, very exhausting and repetitive. We get the point. And also, I don't think we got enough closure at the end. Like, I know, like, a lot of movies, like, like they leave an open book, open ending. But this movie didn't even have an open ending. It just stopped. It just ended. And I felt like that was just, like, just I think they broke port. up. Like, I think that's what I was trying to imply. But I also think, like, at least, like, I don't know. That's what I was. They should break up. Standing at the Definitely. Top of the, hill, the way, like, it was shot. It maybe seemed like it was the end of a relationship. It was open to interpretation, obviously. But I was glad it didn't end with, like, okay, she attempts to kill herself or something like that. Or it ends in someone killing another person. Like, 
like that would have been like too like cliche and it's always yeah, like that's, the, i guess that's not what i'm saying and that way but uh i know it's, yeah i get what you're saying just like the whole, the whole movie i just felt like i just watched nothing like i just watched arguments like what's the point <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't know. That never gets settled. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, come on, like, give me right. something, give me something, a story, something concrete. It just felt like the dialogue was just written like for these characters, obviously just to have sharp dialogue and aggressive monologues and arguments against each other. But there's not actually a story behind it. I know there's themes that it was basically around, but n- there wasn't a concrete story that I liked. Mm-hmm. So okay. 60 for me. I also, I also gave it a 60. I uh, did in my review. Um, so I did it way before flicks. I had a 60. So once again, you guys Suspect. always have very no, similar scores. I'm looking at my review right now. It's just 60. I, I didn't slap, read it. Slap scale. I got Edna Mode slapping the crap out of uh, Elastigirl. Um, okay, well, but I'm not, I'm not changing it. I'm not. I know. I know. It's, I'm just messing with you. But uh, you already went through why I think it's a 60. Uh, it's better. It's a better movie than it. It's a movie that's better than it is worse. Where it's like the acting really kind of carries it, in my opinion. I love the camera work, but at the same time, we know it's exhausting. So I think, I think this is an unrewatchable. Like you have, you see it once. It's yeah. good. Dude, I don't know. The acting's so good though. Like, I don't I think know it's if that I could go through this again. I, you, I honestly you're not going to go, so. you're not going to go on YouTube and watch that authenticity scene. That's unbelievable. scene. I'm maybe like a five minute clip, but I'm not going to watch this movie again. Okay. Like, I, I'm just entirety. saying, I think Zendaya's performance makes this rewatchable. Hmm. Your opinion. I, I don't know if I would watch it again, but I understand why you would. Um, all yeah, right, so it, th- it. that's it. I think any anything else anybody else wants to say? No. Covers it. All okay. right. That concludes our review of Malcolm and Marie. Time to send it over to Ricky Flicks for our top billing of the week. Thank you, Nez. Our top billing this week is inspired by Malcolm and Marie, a Netflix original. We're doing the top billing of Netflix originals. So these are going to be movies and shows created and like produced by Netflix production, Netflix productions and Netflix alone. Uh, So the categories, we have categories this week. You have to have two movies, two shows and one documentary documentary series. Um, So once a show or movie is picked, it is off the board. No repeats allowed. But before we get going, do we have any questions? No, I think I'm okay. okay. I do not. I have some like I'm expecting some like controversial um, picks, and therefore I might veto. That's all I'm saying. Okay, but it, it like the if I pick veto. something, if I pick oh. something, it needs both your both you two to veto, or if Nez picks something, Doctor O and me. Have so, we, to veto. so we got rid of the power veto. The power veto. There's no the power ones. veto. My first overall pick is Game of Thrones. Yeah, there's no <laughs> power vetoes ever anymore. Uh, I've exhausted one of my three. So no, there's no more. So, okay, we're ready to get into it. We have determined the draft order in advance. The first pick went to Dr. Rowe. The second pick goes to me, Ricky Flicks. The third pick goes to Nez. And then it snakes back around. So then Nez will have the first pick in the second round. And so on until we have all of our five picks. So, Dr. Rowe, start us off. Top billing of Netflix originals. Okay, Ricky Flicks. There are a bunch of Netflix originals that I wish I've seen that I have not. They're on my like my uh, my wish list. Something Same. I have to get to. But um, I can either go with the best available with the number one pick, or I go with the strategy pick. If you have the number one pick in any type of draft, not just a top billing. If you are in the NFL, NBA, you take the best available. Therefore. When I think of Netflix, I think of this series. I'm going with Stranger Things as the number one pick. Stranger Things. 
<laughs> Stranger, Stranger Things is synonymous with Netflix. It's created a monster that is Millie Bobby Brown. David Harbour has launched his career pretty much to the stratosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, I think season two was a kind of a, a letback, a, set, a setback, I should say, from season one. Season three picked it back up. Oh, yeah. This is an all-time show, and uh, Eleven is an all-time character. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Stranger Things as the number one pick for a Netflix original series. Uh, Netflix original. Yeah, uh, great pick. Great pick. It's it's probably my favorite Netflix original anything. Um, and I always get excited when they when they're coming out with a new season. Um, I think it, they're they're really set up for for the future here. And I know that they're limiting themselves at five or six seasons, mm-hmm. mostly because of these kids are growing up. But also, you know, I hate when a when a series kind of overextends themselves and, and goes too long. Mm, yes. And ends up messing it up. So I think they have a perfect situation here um, and they're filming, uh, you know, they're going to come out with the new season pretty soon. And then uh, I think they have one more after that. And then they're calling it, which I think is beautiful. It's been great thus far. Character development has been amazing and the storytelling has been awesome. The imaginative aspect of it has been great. And, and so creative Alka is amazing. So Shout yeah, out I love it. Brothers. If, if mm-hmm. you're, if you're a movie fan or you like pop culture in general, all of the references and stuff that they include in it, mm-hmm. make it even more enjoyable to watch alongside with, you know, the great story and, and, and everything else that they have tied in. So they, they got so many different Alka. elements going on. They got yeah. so many different the comedic, exactly. then you got the young kids like in the Goonies. Then you have the horror aspects like, and they, and they have great covers the gamut. Yeah, it kind of sta- characters. It kind of started the eighties, the eighties trend that's going on right now in the industry. Like everyone's trying to like make movies nostalgia, in the 80s. nostalgia. Yeah. So right, yeah, it, it kind of started that. So I respect it for that as well. Kind of starting trends instead of just being a part of them. So it's a good pick. Now it goes to me, Ricky Flicks. I think that Netflix has a lot of shows. I think that's a deeper part for me. There's a top tier of Netflix movies. And for me, there's a clear one, one for Netflix movies and I'm going the Irishman, Martin Scorsese. I feel like the more you like this movie was hated on when it first came out because of its length. And obviously the poor CGI of Robert De Niro kicking scene. We all know it. We've all seen it on the internet. Even if you haven't seen the movie, you, you know it, I but this, like once a week, <laughs> but this movie, my Lord, it gets so good. Like each time you watch it, it gets so much better in my eyes. And the performances by Pesci is the performance by Pesci, I, I, I should say first, is phenomenal. I really appreciate that. De Niro, I thought was good, not great. Um, but this movie in its entirety, I think, is a masterpiece. I feel like it's so underrated and people just hate on it because of its length and just because of the story, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Jimmy Hoffa, like, I feel like that's such, a, such an interesting story. And Al Pacino arguably should have won an Oscar for his performance as well. So The Irishman clearly in my eyes the best netflix movie that they've ever done and one honestly an underrated movie as well good pick man that's a great pick that's kind of why i wanted the second pick of this draft because whoever took the first one i was taking either stranger things or in the more slimmer category a movie like the irishman Mm -hmm. uh first time we watched it i shut it off i gotta be honest like it was Mm -hmm. like the first 45 minutes was bored to death we had a few drinks it's thanksgiving night we're with the cousins Mm -hmm. and everything we're like okay let's just go play a like a game or something at a big dinner yeah and then we just went with the leftovers and then we eventually watched it the next day it is the opposite of unrewatchable it's very rewatchable it is long but uh the performances get better the more you watch it i love al pacino at jimmy hoffa in this movie it's my favorite role i think de niro was overrated a little bit i feel like a lot of actors could have played this role but it kind of changed the game and all, with all in terms of like the de-aging technology and our expectations mm-hmm. uh when it comes to like these major blockbuster films and you can't go wrong when you go scorsese good pick 
All right, Nez, off to you. All right. There might be some shock value in this pick here. Oh, boy. Game of Thrones. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> My first round pick for Netflix Originals is... I know it's going to be, I think. Klaus. Oh, oh dude. I, didn't, I thought that was going to get back to Very me. well done. Yeah. No, no, Very no. well done. That back. That's, that's now, it's now what we might consider a Christmas classic. Uh, it, it, oh, it's, it's definitely a Christmas classic. Yeah. No, I think we had this conversation. It's, doc, it's, one, it's one of Dr. O's favorite Christmas movies as of oh, now. Oh, yeah. I can't believe uh, And it's a great story, great animation, um, really, really, really impressive uh, movie put together by netflix as a wow dr o just looks devastated that i'm I am devastated I, I, I needed that movie <laughs> dr o looked absolutely devastated with that pick uh I, I i had to pick it um you know there's i think that it you know netflix is very thin when it comes to to really good movies compared to shows so um and and this is just like a, this after those two picks i have to go with klaus because uh it, it really is a christmas classic it's 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 a it's a great movie overall and tells a great story. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's my first round Phenomenal pick. Great pick. Great pick. Damn it. And it goes back to you, Ness. Oh, it goes back to me. All right. Well, my next pick is going to be, I think I'm just going to get my movies out of the way right, right, right here. And I'm just going to mm-hmm. go with the five bloods. Oh, it came out last summer, a spike Lee joint. Um, it's historic, but it also, you know, touches on stuff from uh in the modern world and uh just an overall good time great movie um and yeah not much else to say about it that's my uh that's my second pick and uh my netflix movies are officially out of the way yeah it's a great pick i feel like people have forgotten about that movie like the golden globe nominees just came out and delroy lindo was just not even included for best actor i feel like that was that's a sin like he was so good in that movie i feel like that I, in my eyes, that could be the best performance I've seen so far this year by, uh, by mm-hmm. a male actor. So I think that was harsh. I, I love that pick and love that movie. Thank you. Great pick. And I, I'm so pissed that I didn't take a movie now first. Now, like, it's thinning out so hard. <laughs> there's but, still, uh, there's five still. Bloods, the Five Bloods is kind of forgotten a little bit because that came out, obviously, like right when we were under lockdown. I think it was May, actually. Uh, so a couple months in. June, and, uh, June 8th. It was released, let's say. It was June. Okay. Yes. So if we, it was, if it was released October, right, obviously fall going into winter, we'll be getting a lot more play. So good pick. I remember we talked about sure. that on the pod. Cause it was our second episode, I think ever of the driving pod. And mm-hmm. we talked about how like, Oh, why is this movie coming out in the summer? Like spring, summer, because it should be coming out around Oscar time, a Spike Lee original. Like that was so Sorry, good. Was I so think good. it was, I think it was COVID related, right? We were all under was lockdown. It well, we're all under lockdown, so like, if you want more people to watch your movie, you come out, you know, because at the at the time we thought, you know, by now we'd be done with COVID and like moving oh, on. Okay, but I think you know if you're gonna release a movie exclusively on Netflix during a nationwide lockdown or right. worldwide lockdown, might be the best time to do it. I so just, yeah, I guess a, that's just a theory. I don't really know. Why no, no, and that's a honestly a good one. <laughs> but uh, I guess in my eyes. Yeah, Spike Lee, like he always complains about the Academy and how he doesn't get his recognition that he deserves. So it's just shocking that he came out with this movie in, in the summer and not during Oscar time to give him the best chance for an Oscar. So that I guess is that's all I was trying to say. But um, that theory, gotcha. honestly, that theory is probably right. But now it's off to me, man. Already three movies off the board. I feel like I, I should just 
I do, are we, do I pick another one? Like a four you pick another movie, slate? I'm going to murder you, dude. But, like, I, I, I need a movie to be able to pick, but, dude. You know what? Like, there's I'm gonna go, so many good but, ones here. But I'm going to go with my number one Netflix show. It's not uh, – my number one is not Stranger Things. That was my number two. My number one is Ozark. Ozark is an unbelievable show with Jason Bateman, and it's kind of like a blend – like, has those Breaking Bad elements – and also, like, the accountant elements with, uh, like, the movie with Ben Affleck and the people that actually made that movie are a part of the series as well, where you have this genius at work and, like, an accountant finance, uh, finance guy at work doing this dirty laundering for the, for the Mexican drug cartel, the second largest in the world. Um, so I love this series. I really – it's my favorite series. I don't think it draw, has been drawn out. And similar to Stranger Things, like we're saying, how it has a limited number of seasons. This, I'm not sure if it does, but hopefully that there's also a limited number of seasons that they'll do because I don't want this to be drawn out either in the future. But I love also what they're doing right now with the casino business and on the casino uh, boats in Louisiana and, and in, the, in the Ozarks. I love the new storylines that they're creating, and I can't wait for the next season. So Ozark is going to be my first Netflix original all right good pick very popular that, pick i actually haven't seen yeah. that, that that series yet oh, oh wow oh my i know wow <laughs> that dude that um, be blown that away second season. season is phenomenal that, that yeah. season was so electric oh my god but, Nez, you have to watch this show. yeah I, crazy. I, I, i'll it's say crazy. the second no i agree with you on the second season but like the first season because the first two episodes aren't like the rest of the series so you get a significant shock factor coming at you in the first season that you weren't oh, expecting yeah. Even so in the first episode i think there's a yeah shock true factor. true first 10 minutes yeah but yeah off if, to you dude, dr o dude, dude if you didn't if you didn't pick that i would have had for my shows stranger things and then ozark that's like true two netflix shows yeah i had to take that but i'm gonna go with the show here i'm going mindhunter with my second pick mm. if you uh so obviously i was gonna go ozark but mindhunter uh i think I would even consider a better show than Ozark uh, personally in terms of obviously uh, the story in terms of uh, even the acting is phenomenal. Uh, the embodiment by the serial killers is insane. Uh, Jonathan Groff's great. Uh, what is, what is the bill Tench? What's, bill what's Tench. the actor's name? What's his, yeah. I forgot his name. Oh man. That's we'll have to pull it up. But bill Tench is incredible in season two. It's just a tour de force of acting and, I think it's got the dark elements. David Fincher produced show. Okay. Um, I had to go Mindhunter with my s second show on my big board. You tore the forest straight out of Malcolm Marie, huh? <laughs> jo <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jonathan Groff, like playing Holden Ford, like he, he was in um, Hamilton and he's just phenomenal. Perfectly cast. Yeah. He was the king in Hamilton. Um, the one with the gif. If you haven't seen Hamilton, the gif with the spit. Um, that's him. And he is unbelievable. Like you just said, perfectly cast. I would have picked this next. So I think that was a fantastic pick. And I'm, I, I don't remember who it is, what his name is. That's killing me. Okay. Uh, I'll look it up really quick. I'll look it up really quick. It, he, he, it was really his breakthrough role because he was in Fight Club in a supporting role. He was in Justice League in a supporting role. What is his name? Uh, Holt McCallany. Holt McCallany. Okay, thank you. Yeah, so that's not like a name that like rolls off the tongue, to be honest. <laughs> but we'll just say Bill Tench. Uh, and the, dude, the whole story with like the in terms of his son, the shock value that got there, crazy too. That was nuts. And that it's got such interesting. A shame that the show may be ending and there might not be Sadly. a third season. So I think that's what Fincher's talked about. And they had all the hype around the Kansas killer, serial killer 
Uh, Dude, they've been building that up, man. I'm, I need that show to come back. Phenomenal yeah. show. Maybe in the future. So I got my third pick now. I got to pick a movie. I have no choice. You guys took the goodies, but I'm going to go Marriage Story. Marriage Story as my movie pick. This might be – well, so we have the Five Bloods picked, Ricky Flicks picked, The Irishman. I think this rivals The Irishman as the best overall Netflix movie in terms of a put-together movie. It features two Oscar-nominated performances, very well-deserved with Adam Driver. Shout out him punching the wall saying, you're insane, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wish you got hit by a bus and died. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you were dead. Yeah, that was insane. Right. If I That's how argu- my kid would be safe. I wish you were dead. No, like, but like, that, those are like how arguments are, though. And Bombback did a like, great like, job with that script. No, like, didn't hold back at all. Yeah. And Adam Driver is just a wild man in that one. I thought he, like, it, arguably he should have won for that performance. Uh, I know Joaquin won, but I think like, Adam Driver was superb in that movie. Yeah, yeah. unbelievable. Um, and then uh, Scarlett Johansson was also phenomenal. Like Laura Dern, way overrated in that movie, but she was still solid. But Marriage Story definitely is a. I'm happy that I got that as this late in the game third rounder for movies. Yeah, no, that's a great record. pick. Yeah, yeah. I, like I'm gonna say it right now, Doctor O's draft. I I'm liking it. I'm liking his draft right now. I'm not gonna lie, but Thanks, I Flash. feel with this pick, I can get back on the map. I really, I was really looking to have Ozark Mindhunter as my two. Unfortunately, it's impossible. So I'll go with my second show, House of Cards. Now, <laughs> that's, I know, Uh-oh. I know. Uh-oh. It's, it's my Frank, it might be contentious. <laughs> it's tough to talk about because can't even say the guy's name, but he is freaking crazy in this show. And this, <laughs> show is, this show is the grandfather of Netflix originals. It had to be picked by somebody. And I'm <laughs> the, the one I, I yes. had... It's the founding father of Netflix, basically. Like, coming onto the map, someone had to do it. I did it. And I didn't even... It's a good show. It's a good show. Like, it's I, a great show. And Until I might... season five, obviously. I'm not, I'm not going to do this, but I wish I could just, like, put on the graphic asterisk first four seasons only. <laughs> like, not yes. include the yeah, season. I mean, we downfall yeah, of this that's, pick. That's a, well, that's a, that's but, a lot, of, lot of series, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, is, like, the greatest series of all time, but the last two seasons are crap, so... Okay. Well, that, that one for, is even worse than Game of Thrones, the last season of that show. I haven't even they seen needed it. I, 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 they needed chaos. I refuse to yeah, watch it without him because it's can't, not. Can't, can't, can't have chaos anymore. Yeah. So, but if we take it for what it's worth, everyone like, listening right now has watched House of Cards and binged it. That was your first experience with binging. Like, come on. Like, House of Cards. It's like Voldemort. Is my pick. And this, no, this podcast, yeah. we cannot say his yeah. name, dude. Never say his name. He whose name we do not say. He who shall not be named yeah, exactly. the Dark Lord. <laughs> <laughs> the Dark yeah, like, Lord Chaos. <laughs> and then he always he always comes out once a year on uh, Christmas Eve. Oh, those whatever, are the creepiest you know? videos of all time. Oh, always. He always scares the Jesus. There should be a penalty if we say his name. Like there should be some type of penalty where you have to like forfeit a pick in your draft. Five minute oh, major. You just five gotta minute mute. major. You got to You got him. Put him in the box. Yeah, he's sitting in the box. Send for five minutes. But uh, <laughs> all right, that's all right. We have to keep moving. But that's my pick. It's it's a Screw great pick, guy. but it's tough to do. Um, so kudos to me for doing that it. Was bold. Someone that was had a to. Bold pick. Someone had to do it. It's a good. It's a good series. It's a good series. It's a great show. Your third and fourth picks. I can't rewatch it though. You can't rewatch that. Not show. anymore. Okay, <laughs> we're moving on. 
Jordan that's enough. Choice. That's enough. That's enough. Right. Order yes. in the court. Order in the court. <laughs> I'm going with a uh, with a show without a problematic star, um, and I'm going with Narcos. Mm. Um, that you say that you know uh, House of Cards is the um, granddaddy of them all when it comes to ne- Netflix originals. I agree. I think next up is Narcos. That was one of the first ones that came out, and it really had a lot of buzz because like, whoa, they're doing the Pablo Escobar story, and this is a story that's been beat to death. To be honest, there's so many documentaries and 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 like there's just like there's so much content about it. So I was a little skeptical, but dang, did they pull it off? I love it. The idea of it of of you know just catching Pablo Escobar and then seeing it from his perspective and then seeing the story from you know the FBI or like the cops or the DEA's perspective. I think that that was just so, it was just such a good series done so fantastically um, that, you know, it's, it's one of my favorite series in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that, that's my, that's my pick. Got to go with Narcos here. Love Pedro it. Pascal coming onto the scene in that. And oh, yeah. I think Pablo Escobar in that is the best Pablo Escobar we've seen in a movie. For sure. Um, and he, like there's stories of him. Did he chase? Like trying to, trying to you know, Medellin. Medellin. Um, but uh there's like stories of that actor uh like going away for a while and just learning the colombian accent so well uh and that's type of spanish uh as in like the accent and everything like, you know how barcelona mm-hmm. is Barcelona, mm-hmm. like yeah so yeah, yeah it's uh he i thought that was my personally that was my favorite part of the show was him and even when pablo escobar in the third like, there's no pablo escobar in the third season i still thought that third season was a banger too yeah no it, it was it, really good yeah, I agree. It's, it's it shows how good of a show it is if you can lose a, a figure like Pablo Escobar and then you can maintain its excellence. That right. just tells you how good of a show it is. So it's no, a great it's pick, good. In my yeah. Opinion. yeah, and, and I, you know that's the thing. Everybody always talks about cartels, and and they talk always talk about you know Pablo Escobar in Colombia, but there's a lot. And like yeah. you go to like the like the Mexican cartels, like that's what they do in the third season, and and that stuff's pretty freaking intense too. Like mm-hmm. like. Oh, people only remember it as Pablo Escobar, but there's a lot more to it, and they did a good job telling those stories too. It, when you have a show that gets a spinoff show, like the, they have a spinoff Narcos Mexico show now, right. like that's when you know it's good. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. But good pick. It's back to you for your fourth ness. So for my fourth here, I'm going to go with another show, and uh, this one is a little bit of a different direction here. I'm going uh, with Big Mouth. I knew <laughs> you were going to pick this show. Good Big Mouth. You were going to pick this show hilarious hilarious show like so weird and out there but super entertaining and laugh out loud funny like it is so freaking funny it's amazing uh and i i it was a must pick for me i watch it every time it comes out it's hilarious it like touches on all sorts of pop culture but also like you know like issues in society i don't know it's like i don't know like sometimes i don't know it's like do i take the show seriously or like do it like or do i laugh but it it is an absolutely redonkulous show okay so so let's just say that it it is ridiculous but it is so so funny 99 percent on rotten tomatoes so let the tomatometer tell you what it is big mouth yeah i remember you showed you showed me this show Mm -hmm. it was like on a weekend late night and like i've heard of the show i've always been intrigued by it i i thought i was gonna pass out i laughed so hard my head i was lightheaded as heck like i thought i was done and i was just like i couldn't believe what i was watching the way they were speaking it's such a great like like turn on the tv late at night right like you gotta get a couple episodes in and just like laugh your butt off just crack great show yeah great pick but all right, it goes back to me. 
Now, I have both my Netflix shows. I have one movie. I'm going to pick my other movie right now. This is a personal pick. I think I like this movie a lot more than you guys, Mank. Mank, I love this movie. Gary Oldman, David Fincher. For me, this is like, I love the behind the, se- the scenes of Hollywood. I love how a film gets made. And they, this film just really in- showed you 1930s Hollywood very well and what was going on, the political drama, but also how a script comes together and the, and the controversy behind a script possibly and rumors behind it, like a movie being made and also just like film credit, film uh, getting credit for a film like Jack Fincher, uh, David Fincher's dad. He gave him the film credit because he wrote this script in the nineties and he had his name and his name alone on the script. So it just shows you like the parallels between him and then also the controversy between Orson Welles and Herman Mankiewicz that is detailed in this movie a little bit, but not as much as people would have liked. But going back to the point of this draft, this movie is unbelievable in my eyes. And I love the performance of Gary Oldman. Mank. I was going to pick it if you didn't. I was definitely going to pick it. It's crazy. You guys, I can't, um, wow. You guys are ridiculous. I can't believe you picked that movie. There's, there's, <laughs> what'd you give uh, that one? Nez, what did you give that one? I don't remember what I gave it, but uh, <laughs> there's, there's, there's a clear couple other movies that should be picked over that, but that's just my opinion. I think that's yeah, just your opinion. That's just your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> Personal well, pick. That's just your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, so it's my all turn, right. right yep dr o your last two picks dude i gotta i'm gonna take my movie as my fifth round pick because i can't have it as my fourth because i think we it's 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 a very narrow list now for movies for me i'm gonna go with my documentary um something that no one has touched yet there are a couple i want to know if this is a netflix documentary because i want to take it don't F with cats. Is that a Netflix documentary? Yes, yes is. it is. is I'm yeah. taking don't F with cats. That's a, yeah, that's a good one. That yeah. is, in my opinion, the wackiest, insane documentary I've ever seen in my life. And I was absolutely enthralled. It's a yeah. three-part series. And I honestly, I was really tightly looking at another documentary, but don't F with cats, right? It's, I mean, it shows you the power of the internet. It shows you how some some people are just nuts and that they will just follow a story and like they, they are like internet detectives. Right. And then they have to explain it to their boss that they're internet detectives. (laughs) And then they're also physically in danger from this guy who is just a leading clues. Like these suspects all over the internet. Psychopath. And a person that just murder, literally murders cats, hence the name. And then also is just a serial killer. And And then like literally post videos of him killing people on the internet and and it's like it's so well told right like the the documentary itself it keeps you on the edge of your seat and then they're interviewing his mom it's like there's somebody else pulling the strings this person is responsible and you're like wait hold on what then the episode ends and you're like okay now i gotta watch the other one because there's somebody else like i don't know what is going on like this this documentary just keeps you watching it and you're just like so into it this guy's an absolute psychopath and it's crazy that we had never even heard of him we've never even heard i'd never even heard of what happened until Uh they came out with this and 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 it really had like a lot of buzz so uh great i just wanted to be famous dude yeah oh my god he was a sick person mcnada luca luca mcnada that's the name right yeah luca yeah but I remember Dude, I watched I had, this. I watched it all the way through. Yeah. I watched this all the way through as well. But I remember I w- didn't watch it in my house. I watched it 
like late at night. Like I remember it was like 2 a.m. I, I was at my girlfriend's house and we just watched it through from like, I don't know how many episodes there are. I forget, but I wasn't expecting to watch the right. whole thing, but it was so good. We just had to keep watching and find out what happens. But it was like, ended up being 2.30, mm-hmm. 3 a.m. when I got back uh, to my place. But I remember yeah. like going to my car and like, I was like looking around, making sure no one was around me. I was just like, holy yeah. crap. But that's when you know, like this movie, like had a profound effect on you when you first watch it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like, it's one of those where like you're done with it. You immediately pick up your phone and call somebody. <laughs> like, it's like if like, you, see you this? give a recommendation sometimes you text somebody somebody asks for a recommendation this is where you call and say like dude i have a movie for you to watch like yeah. it's crazy um there's a few watch, on this list i, I, I like watched that. i was living on my own at the time well at least you know, i had my roommates but um i was watching it at my old house and I had the lights off i was like checking my shoulder every like 20 minutes just like because i was just nervous while watching it, it just right. created that like fear mm-hmm. inside of me and i was like oh, exactly. yeah, i don't know if i can do this if i could power through this but i had to at the same time mm-hmm. so i had to go don't f with cats as my fourth round pick nice all right your last pick here so i need a movie yes you do i'm thinking I want to pick one that's like a fan favorite. It'd be a total pander. I can't do it. Uh, one I have not seen. One is I reviewed very highly, but I'm going to go with my favorite rather than maybe the best movie. I, I really love The Devil All the Time. I really mm-hmm. did like that movie. It wasn't the best put together movie, but it has our Pat, and he's just, in, I, personally, I think he's incredible in this in that movie. Um, could be staring at an Oscar nom. And then Tom Holland's great in a lead role that he's not slinging webs. Uh, I like it, it was a thriller and the third act is phenomenal to that movie. But if I was a pander, I could have gone a couple other ones here. And you there's a couple I haven't seen too. So I, I'm not going to like lie to the audience and say I've seen something that I haven't seen. So I'm going devil all the time as my last movie. Unbelievable. Yeah. These movie picks are unbelievable. You... <laughs> There is one movie I wish I picked, but I just had to go. Perfect. All right, well, hold on. We're but, done picking movies, right? Now we yeah, are. You guys, you guys got to pick. Yeah, Nas. but I was. Yeah, yeah. Was but like, we'll get. We can right, get I'll, to that right after. We'll Let's get, just finish up the mentions, draft. Honorable yeah. mentions. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll all right, explain right. myself at the end. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, get, yeah. Explain yourself. Yeah. Okay. Now, it's my last pick. I need a doc. We all followed the same strategy, saving the documentary part for last. I could go contentious and ask. I, I, I'm going to ask it. Is American Vandal a documentary? Does it no, count? Whoa, whoa, no, whoa. No, that's a mockumentary. No, no, now. Yeah, right. But, so yeah, it's, we're not going to so we're not gonna count that as a documentary. No. no. Okay. I just, I had to try. No. I had to try. So then if I'm not going to do that, I could. I think we're all thinking of the pander pick here. I don't know if Ness is going to do it. I don't because I'm kind of sick of it. There's a big time pander pick. Yeah, here. and I just can't because I'm I'm now sick of it. Um, so I'm going to do the one my personal favorite. Uh, don't fuck. Uh, don't f with cats is the second for me. And there's a clear number one where I literally called everyone I knew and said you have to watch this. And I had and I and I purposely like my roommates at the time to watch this movie. About. I literally had to sit through the movie with them to make sure they watched the whole thing. That's how much I love. Like this, this documentary is crazy, and it's abducted in plain sight. Yep, this thing was insane. Twenty seventeen. If you haven't seen it, you have to go watch this. <laughs> it's insane. Seen it's it. about um. Oh so, my god! You never you seen haven't abducted seen in plain this? sight. No. This is us calling you right now okay. on the phone. You need to watch it. Like after this, you after have to watch it. Watch okay. it. Oh my god! So it's about. Oh my god. 
Don't so this, tell too much now. Yeah, I'll just tell like the basic like first five minutes of the whole <laughs> documentary. It's about this family this and this girl. Um, her next door neighbor abducts her. Um, and like that's Can't obviously very so. sad and serious. But there's like family. It's just how crazy and the parent uh, how what happens because like that is literally nothing compared to what happens in this documentary. And that mm-hmm. sounds crazy saying like uh, just an abduction isn't good enough. Like this documentary is insane. What happens? The parenting is highly questionable. Go watch this. Yeah, seen it. <laughs> the dad is insanely um, an insanely bad parent. Oh and God. then he makes some questionable decisions. Ness, there's a certain scene I want you to watch, and you will know what it is. Yeah. And I want you to text me <laughs> and be like, and tell me your thoughts. Because there is something where this guy is the most gullible man it was all over ever went. It was all over the and internet at the talking, time. We're, we're also talking aliens, too. We're also talking <laughs> aliens with this documentary. It's a, it, This, oh for me, God, it, was between, it was abducted in plain sight versus... Don't F with cats. I thought don't F with cats like held my attention for a longer amount of time. That one was like almost unbelievable. Like abduction. This, like, was yeah. <laughs> and it's like similar to like the, I'm not pandering, right? Cause it's, I think it's the Amazon one where like you had that guy that said, and I like the, like the, the gay guy and the, they had that trending over the internet. This one had that same effect trending all over the internet for a, no, something totally else. Um, else. But uh, wow. You haven't seen it. I can't believe it. Please watch the guy's a master manipulator, by the way, like an all time like actor, even though he's not an actor. Yeah, like, it's absolutely insane. Unbelievable. Story. I got to check this out. Wow. All right. Nez, oh Nez round us out with your final pick. You need a documentary. All right. So my documentary here is uh, The Social Dilemma. Uh, I spoke to you guys about uh, earlier about how you know I think it's really important for a movie or a documentary to make to give you, you know, to make you feel something. I, I, I couldn't get through this documentary at first when I first watched it because it freaked me out too much. But that's how you know that you really like felt what it was going on. Like it's all about being addi- how humans are now addicted to their phones, addicted to technology. Yep. Uh, and it's like scary how much we look at it. And it really goes into the science of it. It goes into the marketing aspect of it. And, and it goes into like how our phones kind of rule our lives these days. And it's very, very creepy. I couldn't look at my phone after that. I was like, okay, like I'm going on do not disturb. And I am throwing this in like the drawer. Cause I can't, I can't do this anymore. Um, and, and it's, it's very eye opening to look at how we are as a society these days. And, and, and it just really scared, scared the crap out of me because I am addicted to my phone and it's something that I'm, you know, that I definitely know is uh, is a problem and it's a problem for many people our age. And, and you know, even people older than us, I, I know adults, the older generation loves to uh, talk about how we're obsessed with our phones and that they're not like that. But then they sit there and they like they scroll on their iPad screen, you know what I mean? Like play with emojis. Yeah. And, it, it, and it's like, okay, like you say that, that we Candy are, crush. but you are actually addicted as well. Like that's you doctor. Like, no, like yeah, like no grandma. I don't I'm want to. I don't want to send you any Farmville currency. I don't play Farmville. <laughs> but no, they use it a little bit differently. Uh, but it, all in all, throwback. <laughs> all in all, I think it's uh, it's very, it's very, it's it's very scary to see how how much we uh, look at our phones and the social dilemma. Uh, really painted that picture for me. So uh, I was very interested in that, and and, and it kind of blew my mind when I first watched mm-hmm. it. Yeah, good pick. I never, I never saw a social dilemma. You won't look at it, your phone I, for like a week. I, 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 I was <laughs> couldn't nervous. finish it. I was nervous. I, I kind of like was nervous to watch it because like I was like, this right. is going to make me myself. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But uh, it, it was eye-opening, though, from what I've heard. And uh, it's it's definitely a recent documentary that's been making the waves. So I'm, I, I, I'm just going to take your word for it. I'll give it a watch eventually. But maybe when I'm... Maybe when I get my screen report on Sunday and it says like you're down 75% this week, that's when I watch it. (laughs) But uh, that rounds out our top billing draft. But now time for honorable mentions. I know we have, we have some contentious ones and particularly with the Netflix movies. I know that Nez has issues with Dr. O in my picks. Let's start with Dr. O though. Dr. O, what are some honorable mentions for you? Let me just go through the movies that I was debating. Because the devil all the time, I'm going, that's me being true to myself. Like Robert Pattinson, I think is my favorite actor going right now. So yeah. I couldn't, I'm not going to dismiss that movie. Um, El Camino was something I was thinking of with Breaking oh, Bad. That would have been good. Um, I didn't even think about that. So I don't love I it. I honestly don't think it was that great. I love Jesse Pinkman though. And I love the, one of the great like uh, movie cameos ever with having Walter White in there. Um, I'm not going to pick Trial of Chicago 7. It, it was a great movie. Compared, I think it was a better movie than The Devil All the Time, but I just didn't enjoy it as much. Same. Uh, I never saw Dolomite is my name. So that's uh, the one but, I was debating. So good. Yeah, I've never seen it. Eddie Murphy got, then, like, arguably should have been nominated for an Oscar. That's how good that movie was. It was insane. Right. Great movie. And then I'm not going to – I'll leave my show, like, our, our – my show honorable mentions for you guys but just a doc i wanted to bring up icarus icarus is an all-time documentary it's a thriller that is a documentary almost but it's not about a serial killer it's about obviously the the russian doping scandal right and eventually when this when this whole documentary like started right the uh, main character is just looking to kind of reveal like the doping problem in cycling but he ends mm-hmm. up being involved with the whistleblower from Russia who and he has to smuggle him into the United States honestly i was so close to picking this movie cuz it's unbelievable it's a real life thriller about a, not about a killer it's it's like something that's kind of rare and it won mm-hmm. best uh, doc, doc at uh, the oscars when it came out and then making a murderer would have been the pander pick uh, the pander so there, i think there's a bigger pander pick Fire, fire fest. No, yeah. bigger than that. Tiger King. Oh, oh my god! My god. <laughs> oh, I can't believe that. Oh like, my god! I don't know why I didn't pick that. I, I, I thought I, that's I, what we were referring to the pander here. Crap. I thought it was fire fest. That, that that is no. a pander, but, but also I'm like, sick of it. Tiger King already left my ear. Like I'm, I'm like, no, like, no, I'm, I'm sick of I'm sick of this. The limo waiting for Joe uh, Exotic out of prison for the pardon potential pardon. Like, I saw I'm sick a of tiger. this. That was that. I mean, when I first saw that though, that's yeah. But I I stayed true to myself. Abducted in plain sight is the one of the best documentaries in general I've ever seen, let alone Netflix. Um, so I also want to talk, uh, Jim and Andy, Andy Kaufman. That, I had Carey, that on my list. Like descent into the role. I think that's a great documentary. Anyone who loves Jim Carrey and likes his performance in man on the moon. It's a must watch for sure. That was, that, that one's kind of sad too at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, I also was debating that one and another one evil genius, similar to the oh, don't F with cats. Yeah crime thriller same level same level um that one's pretty crazy check that out um before i go on with other honorable mentions nez i know you wanted to talk about movies because you know you're upset with dr Elmai's second pick i mean i'm just surprised nobody picked the two popes or roma like those were like never seen two popes huge i like two popes and like it, it created it like changed the movie industry in terms of like you know, eva- how, like, are you nominating these streaming movies for Oscars and stuff like that? Like, these are, those are very, very big movies. Uh, yeah. I think it was last year or the year before that, that were just like, that, that were huge, huge, like, changed the industry. In my I'm opinion. ashamed so. I just haven't seen the movies. I haven't seen mm. those two. I like so two popes. I think I it's good. I pick anything I haven't seen. 
Roma, yeah. I'm looking to get into, obviously. With, right. Like, that. Mm-hmm. People thinking it should have been ro- it was robbed of an Oscar. Yeah, but, uh, I, I've heard it's something. It's incredible. So yeah, it was Alfonso Cuarón, I think, who directed yes. that one. Yes. Um, no, I thought it was him. Uh, okay, um, well, I'm, I'm, it was yeah, it was Alfonso Cuarón. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's that's a obvious a glaring omission from our list, and one that besides Tiger King we might get bashed for. But um, other than that, Nez, do you have any, any other honorable mentions? Yeah. Um, Orange is the New Black. Um, that 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 was a great series that kind of fell off at the end, but the the first couple seasons of it I thought was very cool. All. It was a very unique show. Um, uh, when they see us is another really good one. Um, and yeah, I think that's 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 just about all I have. Yeah, Queen's um, Gambit, like that was the pander pick. Oh yeah, yeah true. Uh, I, I Queen's was, Gambit I was on thinking my about list. it, but like my, my my shows are too elite to pick Queen's Gambit. Um, Same. Vandal, awesome show. That first season is so so funny. Even the second season is funny. It. I never seen the second season. Oh, it's, it's funny. Poop, right? Yeah, it's like so a, that, it's like an all time mockumentary. Shout out yeah. to uh, the quarantine trials. Of spi- uh, this is Spinal Tap. Um, dark, dark, uh, which is a show that gets a lot of hype. That's the one I was talking about pre-show. Like, am I going to pick this movie? Three short seasons, but it's looked at as one of the greatest shows that's ever been made. There's a lot of hype around it. I've always wanted to see it. It had its final season uh, last year. I want to watch that one. And then finally, Black Mirror, dude. Black Mirror has some crazy. Oh man, I can't believe I missed that. Yeah, I should have picked Black Mirror. I love that show. Yeah. Um, Okay, so just a few honorable mentions for me before I'll read off the list Uh, for Netflix shows. I love Daredevil. I personally love that. Charlie Cox, I love that. Hopefully he's in the Spider-Man movie coming out later this year. There's a lot of rumors around that. Um, Another one, Punisher. I like that as well, but not as good as Daredevil. Uh, I just wanted to mention it. And uh, you you mentioned American Vandal. and then for Netflix movies, I love The King, another Robert Pattinson movie, Timothy Chalamet. I about that one. A little long, um, but I feel like I have two of the best, so I can't really deny myself there. And then just a couple others I just wanted to mention, just for the sake of mentioning, The Meyerowitz Stories. Dustin Hoffman puts on an acting clinic in that, and Adam Sandler in a serious role does very well. Dustin Hoffman, one of the most underrated actors that's ever graced the screen. Yeah, I agree with True. that. He just kills it in every role, and he has such a wide variety of roles. Him as the graduate is like one of my favorite uh, performances. Yeah. Underrated Dustin Hoffman role, Stranger Than Fiction. I love that movie. Yeah, he's good in that. Um, and then the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Mika Fockers. Oh yeah, uh, Buster Scruggs, Cohen Brothers. Like, I didn't love the movie, but I liked it a lot. It was worthy of a mention. So, if you guys have no other honorable mentions, I'll read off the list. Dr. Rowe, you have Stranger Things, Mindhunter, Marriage Story, Don't F with Cats, Devil All the Time. Ricky Flicks has The Irishman, Ozark, House of Cards, Mank, and Abducted in Plain Sight. Nez has Klaus, The Five Bloods, Narcos, Big Mouth, and The Social Dilemma. Thoughts on the list? Dude, I wanted Klaus. I wanted Klaus. I had to snatch that up from you. Sorry. That, that is synonymous with the name Dr. O at this point. It is. I am so <laughs> obsessed with this movie. I, I Even like people are like recommending movies to watch. Like in December, I was just like, Klaus, 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 Klaus. Klaus, you know? Klaus. Yeah. I'm just shoving it down their throat. Look, you're the, you're the leader of the Klaus hype train. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, when this movie is like on, I mean, it's, it's just going to be the, it's going to be an all time. 25 days of Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Um, and I think we should clarify something. So I bet people will probably say like Arrested Development or Peaky Blinders. These, what we did, these are like original Netflix. Like the first season was on Netflix Mm -hmm. or you. Yeah. Um, so like we didn't pick any, like Peaky Blinders was BBC or, uh, Arrested Development was on cable. So like those weren't original Netflix shows. So we didn't pick those. So I know people might mention that on social media. Please don't say those. All right. But that Netflix original. Right, so that is our top line for Netflix Originals. I will pass it back over to Nez to round us out. All right, well, that con- that will conclude our 23rd episode of the Drive-In Podcast. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Uh, and, yeah, please be sure to check us out on social media, the Drive-In Pod, and go check out uh, the driveinpod.com. Um, with that being said, you know, that will do it for our episode, and we will smell you.